Welcome episode. I, I don't even want to say the number because I know Caesar does not know the number of the show. Thank Cinquentenovi. Yeah, you just looked it up right now when you were just. No, looking I didn't. At the show. You were just looking at the show notes for the first time, and now you know. I what literally I'm... haven't switched over to the We Made It Gmail yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, wait a minute. Let me put this NBA thing at the end because we're talking about NBA. Episode one fifty nine. We made a podcast. Can you imagine one hundred fifty nine official episodes? I think this is like our 180, 180th upload or something like that. Something ridiculous, 159th, 159 episode we, we audition. We did 200 live or something. <laughs> I mean, we've done live before. It don't matter. Um, no, I mean like live or on a crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should, do 200, we should do 200 naked. How about that? Okay, man. And <laughs> <laughs> not starting off too high. You got to wait till the last 30 minutes of the show to do that when everybody's gone. Not like early on. <laughs> Maybe we do a naked. We'll, do a, we'll finally get some love out of here. <laughs> like, oh, they are black. Their whole body is black, actually. Come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Episode 159, we made a podcast. We made a podcast.com. Caesar, I was actually thinking about something. Hmm. You know what? It's a blessing in disguise that we lost the Twitter because honestly, I would have been so reckless on the we made it Twitter oh, right now. What? That's a great point. I would have been coming definitely for been going for everybody's jugular during I, Black, I, Black History Month and all this. I mean, Black Lives Matter movement and 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 some of this Barcelona stuff and the transfers and the coronavirus. Uh, you literally been spewing every day, and at the same time, it would have made you stressed out. Same time, dude, it'd been double. It would have been double. Caesar, I would have been so reckless on the We Made It Twitter coming for BN and everybody that works there. Like, on my personal Twitter, like, I don't have any of those people or, like, I don't have any sports stuff on my personal Twitter. So, like, I don't see it. Like, and I don't have any of those people. Yeah. So, I don't, like, I have to, like, go on BN's Twitter to see what's going on with them. If it was a we made it, like I would have been firing a lot because I was really mad before. <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually kind of glad. But can we get it back now? Damn, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time now. Like two months that you just did one dumb thing and we lost the whole account. Can we get it back, please? <laughs> nice to have the Twitter back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we made a podcast.com. Got a lot to talk about today. We're gonna get into these recaps. We're gonna talk about big question. Is Messi making Barcelona worse? Um, and we're going to talk about Griezmann and his crybaby and his family. Um, going to talk about some race stuff. There's obviously um, still a lot of stuff going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and football. Some changes being made and some people like realizing some things around the world. Things that we may or may not have been talking about for three years plus. Going to talk about some transfers that have happened recently and going to talk about I read a PSG excuse me a PSG talk article about Cavani uh not going back to PSG which we did talk about briefly um yeah and I'm going to we're going to talk about that because I you know what like I got to rip for my boy and um hopefully we get to talk about the NBA and their planned restart what Caesar thinks about that big NBA young sees um but uh, you know I'm NBA young bam Yo, I'm going to keep it real. I, I feel like I should be watching EPL more, but I don't know why I can't really well, – you know what? Actually, I know why. I can't really get into EPL because Liverpool already won. Yeah, they're already done. 
Yeah, and like I don't know why I don't really care too much about the rest of the Champions League spots. Like it's not really that serious to me. And you don't even know what the deal is. It's kind of weird. Yeah, like like I was like I don't have I like EPL more than I used to in the past. But you wouldn't already sink uh, clinch the league. I'm done. Like yeah, like, that's why. Like, I, and I I hate to be. I mean I really don't hate to be. But to 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 wave that La Liga flag at least La Liga is turned up right now. I mean it, it couldn't be closer at the top. So. Every single game you miss, you might miss out on something huge. For example, if you miss the last game, the Madrid and Barcelona, you're like, that's a big game too, deciding movement, all this stuff. So you never know. Yeah, so basically I've just been watching Barcelona and Real Madrid matches. That's basically yeah, what I mean, I've been watching. Much it. And I'll catch a result for whatever the hell like Sevilla is doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm like, oh, damn. I'll catch a highlight. Okay, I guess they beat the – They'll about beat Valencia today. Like maybe I'll watch those highlights. Watch the uh, people. Yeah, it's funny because like if I don't watch the Barcelona Real Madrid match, I don't really care to watch the highlights. I like have to watch the game, but like these other matches, I I can watch the highlights. It's whatever. I don't care as much. Yeah. Um, Barcelona got lucky because I did record Celta Vigo versus Barcelona the other day, but somehow the recording stopped like in the middle, in like the seventeenth minute or something like that. Like, I don't know what happened, but it just, like, something happened. It just, like, skipped a bunch. And I was doing an Ansu Fati tracker, and I was already three negatives in. <laughs> and no and no pluses. You were like, this is, a, this is a message to Ansu Fati. You're lucky. You got oh, lucky. Oh, yeah. Because literally, the, the trajectory was not going to be in your favor. <laughs> you got lucky. Um, but Barcelona did uh, draw Celta Vigo. Um, Oh, I was also going to do a boredom tracker, so they got lucky about that too. But early on, Barcelona was playing with a lot more energy. So uh, Luis Suarez got both goals. There was like some goal. Messi kind of sent in a free kick, and he just kind of like headered it kind of from the side. It wasn't – I mean, I wasn't too impressed. The second goal, I can't remember what happened. Um, what's the name? Celta Vigo scored uh, – was small of the Russian dude scored, and then late in the match – Caesar, you got one cat. This is going to be one cat coming in, which was good. <laughs> Caesar worried about the one. He got one cat, and either the cat's coming in the door or not. And this dude is tripping. Sorry, no, no. He's been doing. Never mind. Never mind. Just focus on this dude thing. Okay. Anyway, um, Iago Aspa scored late in the match, um, a free kick, and the match ended two-two. But they got lucky. Uh, Griezmann did not play that match, and deservedly so. The Celta Vigo match. Yes. Then, next one I watched, Espanol versus Real Madrid. Um, Isco started, Valverde started. Man. Uh, there was only the, – the match ended 1-0. The goal was in the 45th minute. It was a really beautiful goal. Marcelo sent in like a long – kind of I don't want to say it was a cross like a long pass that yeah. got to I think Casemiro got it somebody got it I can't remember but Benzema ended up with the rock was going did uh, just a nasty back heel that megged one of the Espanol dudes and it fell to Casemiro put it in with his left foot really nice work to go before that, I mean, before that, Real Madrid was playing really well. Isco was playing well. It was really like they just couldn't really get the goals in, but they were playing really well. Also, wanted to say that um, 
Oh, two things. Um, what the heck does that? Oh, three things. Four things. <laughs> oh, five okay. things, actually. Okay, man. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start from the bottom. We'll wait. Rodrigo is from the East Africa Brazilian delegation, like your dad. <laughs> Rodrigo looks East African. He know? really does, though. Like, he really does. If, if, <laughs> Bama's, well, to context, Bama's convinced my father is uh, East African Brazilian. He's you convinced. are, too. <laughs> and, and I guess that falls in line with me. But what's funny was I would love to fight him on this, but I did see that picture, and I was like, you know what? He does look like he's East African. I'm not going to lie. You and Rodrigo from the East African Brazilian delegation. Most of the most of the blackness from Brazil comes from West Africa. But I'm assuming a few East Africans walked on over. Family, his family snuck in there a little bit, you know. They were like, "Ooh, what's going on? I heard, I heard the Portuguese are over there. Let's go check it out." Like, this Portuguese is way better than Arabic. What's going on over here? <laughs> well, let's go. Ah! Oh no! <laughs> Oh, get this thing off oh, me! Where are they taking us? <laughs> get this thing! No, they're, they're like, they're like, wait, wait for us. We want to go too. <laughs> so yeah, Rodrigo's from the East African off YouTube, huh? We got canceled off YouTube. <laughs> um, the ref in this match was letting a lot of fouls go. Um, that happens in a match sometimes, but. Like in the beginning of it, you're like, yo, yo. And then, like, and then you, and then you realize the reference. Like, I guess that's what we're doing today. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, like you're letting stuff go. Yeah. I'm, I, the thing is, I go, hey, hey, hey. And then, like, so one of our teams get away with something, get away, I get one, like the team I'm cheering for, get away with it, or the other team. I'm like, oh, I guess today we just getting, uh, today we're just going to be bucking people. All right. <laughs> I guess we're just not going to have yellow cards today. Mm hmm. Um, once again, I'm, and I'm not saying this to like be mean, but like once again, Vinicius Jr. showed that he's better than Rodrigo. Like, no. it's it's almost not even close at this point. No, I, I think development wise, um, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, I, I think I'm really. I think the most astonishing thing about Vinicius is how polished he is at such a young age. And you know, I was expecting him to be in the same trajectory as Rodrigo. You know. Um, but you know, he's so levels above him. And I mean, a lot of it does go and find that he did get to play a lot, you know, last season and when Real was doing not good for their own standards and that's valuable time. That's valuable, valuable experience of him getting just, uh, you know, exposed and, and putting in work and getting exposed. All that is just so valuable. And you can see his progression this year with the, you know, a good off season and some training and even, during the coronavirus, that break coming back and still strong form, like he's really good. And I like Rodrigo too. But the thing about Rodrigo that sucks is he's such a tweener in between Real Madrid being a Real Madrid bench player right now or being a Castilla player. So it's like to me, you know what it is? You got to go on a loan, dog. You got to go somewhere else because he's a tweener. He's too good for the Castilla team. Like he's way too good. He goes there and he like just puts in goals every match. Like it's not even like you're not even getting cracking. Like he needs to go to like one of these other teams in uh, Spain. And just like you know, get get out there and just start grinding because it's just not it's not enough for Real's lineup, unfortunately. Yet, good player though, just just too too raw right now. It's kind of average for me at this point, honestly. Yeah. I'm not really I'm not really too impressed by Rodrigo these past few games. I've watched him. I just I think I'm just not. In, I think it's hard to be impressed with Rodrigo when he's just not really playing his position, which is funny. Like that's how it is to me. 
like they're always subbing him in at the right wing. I'm like, he he made it clear he doesn't. He's that's not his primary spot. So, you know, if you can put Vinicius over there, he'll get a crack at him. Vinicius is like, you know, yeah. hey man. Once again, if he could if he could shoot the ball outside the box, he could be a superstar. Oh yeah, he would. He'd definitely be like the next Neymar, straight up. Yeah. Um, also, there was in the 61st minute of this match, Espanol versus Real Madrid. There was another really good right foot switch of play by Marcelo. I was impressed by that. Um, and your boy Raúl de Thomas de plays is also is on Espanol. I forgot about that. Can I say that name again? Your boy Thomas de plays. Raúl de Thomas de plays. <laughs> like you got your boy from what's it called? Xbox. Uh, <laughs> Raul Thomas de plays uh, DS Mall, whatever. Um, Raul de Thomas, he's a good player. I, I, I said in the match, if he had a good team around him, like a good midfield, he could be like, like he's good. Like mm-hmm. Raul de Thomas is out there doing his thing, like, yeah. like flashes. I'm like, wow, like he kind of looks like, like there's some flashes. He looks like Ronaldo, kind of. Yeah. Um, really good player. I don't know why he's. I mean, languishing on Espanol, dude. Like, they're about to get relegated. Like, I don't know, like, what it is that he's not at a better team. Um, maybe he just has a bad attitude, but, like. I mean, sometimes these players, the best thing for them is to when they get on a team that gets relegated because they, they sometimes have these contracts where they're, they're allowed instant, like, uh, to leave the club. If they get they relegated? Get, yeah, like, you know, Baltelli had for Brescia, stuff like that. So, like, you know, he might have that. And then. Hopefully he gets to go to a different team like that's at least like mid to top tier in, in Spain to like really get to show us something like you know like these teams like Valencia or something like that. That'd be cool to see a player like that over there, you know? Yeah, because I'm just like, damn dude, like I'm sure somebody's seen his level of talent because I remember he was on um damn what team was he on where he was doing really well? I, I can't remember. Um but yeah, he's he's good. I just wonder if he has a bad attitude or something, because <laughs> I'm sure they've seen him like, oh wow. Yeah, like like scouted him. He was on a team that he, – he scored a, a, a good amount of goals. It might have been Rayo Vallecano, actually. Um, he was putting some goals in. But then he's like went to he, – I think he went to Benfica for a second, then he went to um, Espanol now, and it's like yeah. – yeah, he might just have a bad attitude. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would say like what I would call him to you personally. Hey, 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 I know okay, you're I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> We're doing enough this episode. Yeah. But anyway, Real Madrid won uh, – beat Espanol 1-0. I was actually predicting a zero zero, um, but I was wrong. Uh, okay, so let's get into this match. Um, I don't even want to say it was just a bad result for Barcelona necessarily, mm-hmm. but it was two draws in a row at least, or is it three actually? Um, what's what's Barcelona's form right now? Two or three draws in a row. I want to say two. And people, they're in panic mode. I was actually reading some article where I think it was Sid Lowe at The Guardian was acting like it's over for them. I'm like, I wouldn't go that far. But Barcelona played Atleti. Off top, and I was excited to watch this match. Off top, your boy, Llorente, literally playing forward. Like, this dude is a forward for Atletico Madrid. I mean, he's really really filthy, though, in the low. And and it's and the thing about it, like I was watching the match, the thing that's kind of cool about it is because he's playing up top, like him. He's up there with uh, Diego Costa. Oh, there was something else in here. I'm. I really hope that you're shocked by this. I'm gonna be mad if you're not shocked by this. I'm gonna be mad if you knew this and I didn't. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, Yorente's up there playing forward with Diego Costa. The thing I like about it is because he's still a midfielder at heart, he's yeah. not a ball hog in the least. Like he doesn't uh, feel like kind of like nine-ish. Yeah, like he doesn't want to. He doesn't feel like he needs to score goals necessarily. Yeah. So like, he's it's easier. I feel like it's easier for him to get like more involved and not be like, oh, I'm trying to like finish. Yeah. Um. It was like interesting. I wonder if somebody else watched the match and like kind of could feel that, but I don't know. That little dude Puig started for Barcelona. I don't know if you've seen him. Yeah, the little uh, tiny dude with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know like number twenty-eight or something like that. The piggy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and um, what's his name? Uh, Arturo Vidal started up, kind of up top instead of Griezmann. Griezmann was on the bench again, and we will get more into that. I really right in the pine, hundred twenty million <laughs> chilling. In the ninth minute, I put that Atleti was on Barcelona's ass, but in the eleventh minute, own goal by Diego Costa, <laughs> um, the legend, the Diego. See, oh, me? Me? <laughs> um, no, we need you there. All right, never mind. So, yeah, there was a corner, and the ball kind of, like, bounced up and hit up off, like, the inside of his leg and went in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of weird. I th- it, He just kind of lost the ball a little bit. Um, right after that 15th minute, penalty called on Tour Vidal. He fouled Carrasco. Carrasco had an amazing run. During the run, he thugged uh, PK out so hard. I mean, Carrasco looked so strong on PK. Like, they're, like, kind of, like, side by side, and, like, Carrasco's just, like, going, and PK just, like, falls down. Um, yeah, some, like, brittle old man next to him. Oh, my God. And, he, and then he got up there, and, and uh, Vidal kind of just, like – I mean, some people – I'm sure there were people arguing that it wasn't a penalty, but he definitely clipped the back of his leg, and then his leg hit um, – yeah, uh, I thought so too. Yeah, it was it was it's a penalty, but um, I also felt that Vidal should have got a yellow card for that. I um, agree. Like, not that it was the worst foul ever, but like, mm, there's no ball, right. there's no real ball attempt on it. So it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like you're fouling no somebody. ball attempt. It seemed like you were kind of reaching for for body more than ball. So in that case, that's 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 that goes aside. With, it's not like you made like let's say. If he went hardcore on the ball and then the body came as a result of it and got wrecked, I'm not going to give you a card, I don't think. But, like, maybe if it's egregious, they'll give you that spot and they'll give you a penalty or whatever. But if you hit, like, a body part before a ball, like, I'm sorry, dog. Like, I'm sorry, man. That's kind of a card, at least something. Yeah, I thought it should have been a penalty. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. I thought it should have been a yellow card on him. But whatever, mm-hmm. it wasn't. David Costa steps up 16th minute to take the penalty. It is saved. But Tristegan was off the line. Um, it went to VAR. They called Ter Stegen off the line. Um, and it was a yellow card on Ter Stegen. I did not know they were giving out yellow cards for goalies not being on the line. I think that that's to me too. I was like, damn, I'm with it though. I thought that was a bit harsh. Like, But that might be the rule. But I just – I don't think that they should be doing that. Maybe if they do it twice in a row. But sure. the thing is, this is the thing though. This is the thing though. How do you establish a precedence if like – I mean, I'm saying even if they get Courtois yellow. The thing is, no, like you gotta you gotta do it because think about that. Think about this, Bam. If they did it twice, how many times are we resetting for this penalty at this point? You shoot the penalty once, right? You shoot the penalty once. He does it. You don't give him a card. He does it again. Then you give him a yellow card. Yes. So the third penalty attempt. So we've already wasted like nine minutes of setting up here on this match. So we can give this dude a yellow. Nah, bruh. Stay on the line. Goalies are annoying. <laughs> okay, anyway. <It's> cheating. 
Steelers. Give him a red. Who? Give him a red. Damn it! Stupid. After um the go- after the ref called for the penalty to be taken again, the whole Barcelona team went nuts. Gerard Piquet got a yellow card in that whole melee. But I was still like, well, damn, how did Vidal not get a yellow card for that? Anyway, 19th minute, your boy Saul Niguez steps up to take the penalty. Caesar. Hmm. I'm so shocked. I had no idea he was left-footed. Who? Saul. Fall? Saul Niguez, yeah. You didn't know he was left-footed? See, you didn't know. You didn't know. Yeah, I'm real. You know why I know? Because I'm on FIFA. He was left-footed on FIFA. Oh, that's annoying. That's annoying. I've known that for a long time. He that's didn't know annoying. He but he's so damn two-footed, though. He's I, so two-footed. I feel like I've never seen him shoot the ball on his left foot. I've seen him make right-footed bullets. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like, like the, that, the guy, that, only made, that only further reinforced to you how good of a midfielder he is. Like, literally one of the best on the planet. I was so mad. I was like, what the hell is he doing, man? He's <laughs> Serious game. Get into it. I'm like, is he thugging out Ter Stegen? Like, watch this. <laughs> He's like, I know I know Ter Stegen's weak against left footers. Let me show him what's good. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I I was like, that was the reason. I was like, uh, what in the world? But anyway. He's a left footer that doesn't like angle. He doesn't have that. Only, only being restricted to that part. Yeah, not at all. Like, he's – I've never – I've never – yeah, I've never watched him play and, and get the left-footed. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like his hips close off so much of the field. Yeah, so that's a credit to him. Um, yeah. In the 30th minute, so at this point it's 1-1. In the 30th minute, I was just I'm, – I'm watching Barcelona, and I'm just like, dude, like I just hate their shape so much. Like oh, it's just so bad, like the shape of it, man. Like mm. – you you you're kind of like crowded to the left a bit, and then you just got Samedo like way to the right by himself, and like the way they play is just so like not fluid, and is and 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 your boy Puig is just like running around everywhere, like he's running, and it's so useless because useless movement because and damn I feel like should we get into this now? No, let's I'm gonna wait till after the match. Um, actually, screw it. Let's let's talk about it now. So <clears throat> I'm watching Puig, and Puig is like this dude's like 14. He's like he's got energy for days. Like he's just yeah. running around, dude. And it doesn't matter because the the play can't really. A lot of times the play can't go until Messi gets the ball, and Messi's dropping back all the way to where Busquets is. Busquets is giving Messi like a four-yard pass, and then Messi's, like, kind of bringing it up, and then they're seeing what's happening. Now, sometimes they got some stuff cracking off of that, and sometimes – and but most of the times they didn't, obviously, because Caesar's reading texts and giggling and stuff like that, and now he's trying to bite his lips so he don't smile. Good attempt there. Now the actor sees is keeping a stone face, but he failed. See? You see that if you're watching on YouTube? Um, <laughs> but – Obviously, it failed because they didn't win, and this is Barcelona, and they haven't won the last two games. Yeah. Um, and this match, they did not get a goal from the run of play. You know what I'm saying? Um, Messi, like, I remember when Zlatan is, like, especially his last season at PSG, 
like Zlatan, I, I, I was saying it all the time, like he just messes the shape up. Like he's messing up the shape of the team. Like he's dropping back and he's like looking for a pass so that that person can end up passing it back to him kind of thing. Messi's oh. not doing that because he's more of a facilitator, but I just feel like he's messing up the shape and he's like tactically, like they're, they're like relying on him. I'm not saying that they're relying on Messi too much because that's always a narrative. I'm just saying, like, is he making the team worse because they can't really play fluid football when the shape is so messed up because he's dropping all the way back? And I feel like that could work if you had a center forward that could run and Luis Suarez is certifiably washed at this point. Um Arturo Vidal runs runs around and stuff like that for him. And then you had who else up there? Oh, well, then you had like Puig running around. And like Rakitic. But it's like... Tufati, does he run around? Tufati does, yeah. But like, it's not enough though. Like, and, and, and then it's like, you just got Messi messing the shape up so much for me. And like um, having to be on the ball so much. So... I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not ready to say this definitively, but I just feel like he's making Barcelona – like, Barcelona might be better without him. Like, I almost want to see Barcelona play a match without Messi, but the problem is, like, the only other person you're really going to put in there is Griezmann, and that's just not ever going to work. Having Griezmann and Luis Suarez start is just a bad idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I- I, I I don't want to I don't want to cap and say I'm watching the Barcelona games to really give you an assessment this season if he's good if he's they're better with him without him or the shape is what's really messing him up when he's there but I believe you I feel like you somewhat know what you're looking at the thing with me is the counter argument is like okay yeah like if you don't start Messi what are you gonna put in the game especially when they have a lot of injuries like someone like you know Swan Dembele like I would like to see him. And, and and see what he would do if Messi wasn't on the field and he was just out there. Like, that's the kind of player I want to see. But if he's not a viable option, all you got is Griezmann, then to be honest, this is the best you can do right now. This this is the best. Like, sorry, like this is this is the best Barcelona you're getting right now every every week on the field. <laughs> yeah, but and, and that's the thing too. Like, if, it, if they had Dembele, then I'd be more down to see them without Messi. But without yeah, him, like – it, it reminded me of kind of like the Di Maria thing in Argentina. Like, you know, getting that free yeah. – with the Messi gone, like here's Di Maria – being like really just a super impact on the field at that at that right right wing position, like scoring hat tricks if I'm really yeah, like correctly. balling out, running everywhere, yeah, like having some freedom, yeah. And I just feel like that's another thing too. Like it was weird to see like Puig running around so much, but it just like didn't matter because it's like yeah, you can do all that, but it don't it don't mean you're gonna get the ball, and like the ball's never gonna go through you. Like it's not like Busquets gonna give you the ball. And you can play off of, like, Vidal and, and Suarez and, like, Messi just be out of it. Like, there's very few times where that's going to happen. And I don't know if you heard that firecracker. That was pretty loud. Um, no. but, and it's, but, like, when Messi's on the ball, like, obviously magic can happen and things can go. But Barcelona just looks so bad because – and there's just too many factors at this point. Busquets is slow – Rakitic is playing with some energy, but like he can't really cover that much ground. Yeah. Um, Luis Suarez is just washed. What about that Nigel De Jong guy? 
Oh, De Young, I haven't seen him in a while. Frankie De Young, maybe he's injured. Actually, because he's Lovely. he's he's good, but like even with him there, it's just he's a good player and he can mm-hmm. do a lot on the ball, but like there's it's just like this. I feel like there's this pressure to give the ball to Messi. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when he's dropping all the way back to Busquets, like He's not even you're like you're not even giving a chance to for Busquets to like pick out a pass. That's I just feel like tactically that can't work, dude. Like, and I would not blame Kike Setien. Like, I don't think he's the issue at all. I honestly think it's Messi. Like, yeah, he cannot tell Messi what to do, and that's what uh, Griezmann's dad, who I think was saying, oh, what's his name, Simeone was having a problem with um. Uh, Griezmann not playing until the um, stoppage time of this match. He came on in the 90th minute. (laughs) Like Griezmann's dad said, um, because they were asking um, Kike Setien about not uh, playing Griezmann. And and Kike Setien said, like, I'm not going to apologize for not putting him in. Like, that's just like, I mean, he should have just been like, have you guys been watching him? He's garbage. But um, Griezmann's father said, in order to apologize, first you need the keys of the lorry, and that is not the case because he's simply a passenger. I heard said lorry. That's funny. Yeah. He, so I think he's he's saying, like, Kike Setien has no power. It's really Messi who has all the power. And I feel like they're kind of hinting at a rift between Messi and Griezmann. I don't know if that's the case. And they don't play like they have issues. Like when I've seen Zlatan Kamani back in the day, like it seemed like they had issues. It's just really that Griezmann is just doesn't provide anything really offensively for the team, and he makes bad runs and he's slow and he can't dribble. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, back I'm to sure the- some of it is like it's not like he's a completely talentless player. Um, no, he's just not. That's just what he's doing is doesn't suit him at all. It doesn't suit him, and that the, what they do isn't suitable for a player like him either like it's just it's a bad matchup all around like like that couldn't be a worse like setup for him in style and then he couldn't contribute and then they're asking him to do things that he doesn't do to that's like not as best they're asking him to do things that aren't like what we look at as a skill set you know like oh this is what he does like you know no he's not a winger or a center forward like that's not his position he's a tweener yeah and he cannot really play on the field with Messi. like he just can't there, if the, you think the only of, role I like to see Griezmann on Barcelona was if they were going to do a situation where, okay, you know what the ideal Griezmann situation if they had a healthy Luis Suarez, if they had that healthy Luis Suarez, and remember when they were running that four four two before, and if they if, if Messi got to float around back there, and then Suarez was making those ridiculous endless runs, and Griezmann got to float around that, like just sit there and connect, and then it's great. But they're not. They got my left wing and then right wing and then back here and center defensive mid. I'm like, <laughs> like it's just not going to work. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, when I think about where, where Griezmann should be on the pitch, like, mm-hmm. when I think about ideally when Barcelona is yeah. getting forward and where Griezmann should be, it's yeah. like it, it's where Messi is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, <laughs> for real. For, real. And, 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 for the life of me, what I don't understand with player management – and, and the, the technical director and the staff in Barcelona, what I don't understand for me for the last five years, since you had the breakup of the MSNBC, whatever they call it, or no, whatever they call them, BBC, whatever. No, MSN, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you broke that up, 
you had many opportunities to get players to fit in roles to best suit what you had before. And what you did is you literally got – you spent the most money in all those last two years on two left-footed players. Who? Like to be on the right side. So where's Messi? On the right side. Why did you not ever put money towards somebody on the left side of the field? Why did you not throw $145 million at uh, uh, Raheem Sterling? Why did you not throw uh, $50 million at Lacazette? Like, I, I, I don't understand – there's so many opportunities that you could have made a difference and you didn't. So what Barcelona is having right now, either it's the management's fault or it's Messi's fault because if Messi is this dude that has so much influence and power, he might be the reason why I'm going to bag these dudes in here that might be his buddies or he's saying like, nah, I watch, I play, I play with Smond Dembele on, on Pro Evolution. I like him, bring him in. Like he might be doing that. And somebody got to be a blame here. And then you, for me, what I see when I see Barcelona like this, I just see like one of those resets happening soon because you can only keep doing this for so long. And eventually you got to blow up the team a little bit and move some people around. You got to move some people out, restart again, because the way it's going right now, you can't, you're never going to be, you're not a team that's built for second. You're not a team that's built for no trophies either or Copa del Rey wins. Like you got to really get back to Champions League contention and, and finals, you know, like it's got to come back now. Yeah. And I think that anybody watching Barcelona right now, like, you don't think – I mean, they could end up winning the league. Like, that could happen. If, if yeah, could. We, we could. We could eat all – we could be right there. All of a sudden, just go on a street right now. We never know. Yeah, and, and Real Madrid slips up, and then, you know, yeah. Barcelona could win it. Is but, that like, no. Yeah, but – and who knows what could happen in Champions League. But when you're looking at how they're playing on the pitch, it's boring. It's – there's no, like, sense of real tactics. You got slow, old players out there. And if you're going to – in the, the eternal comparison between Barcelona and Real Madrid, you can't even – like Real Madrid looks miles and miles ahead of Barcelona yeah. when it comes to play style and energy and just like everything. Yeah, cohesion all that. Yeah, you can't even compare the two. Um, I feel like when I watch Barcelona, it's like they're plugging people into positions. Like, hey, go out there and do this. When we watch Real, it's like a whole machine going. Like, yeah, yeah. All just, it all links up. Yeah, and even when you have like a, a guy like Fede Valverde coming in or whatever, like they're just they're just a great addition or a good change up. They're never like like they're not sacrificing for him. Like he's just bringing a new element, and that's like so dangerous with a good team. Yeah, and and also I feel like the training wise, I feel like there's something that Real Madrid has, I, and I, and I, I want to credit Zidane for this. Obviously, there's other a lot of other coaches and and. Um, people that are involved with like the training of the players in practice, but, um, training you know, conditioning you just, I'm sorry. Strength and conditioning and all that you mean? Well, not necessarily that, but like just the skills wise, because just watching Ferlan Mendy, like when he first came in, he seemed a little bit unpolished. And the thing that I've just seen him improve so much on is his control of long passes. Like, it's effortless for him in the same way that it's effortless for Danny Carvajal and Isco mm-hmm. and Benzema. Like, all the Real Madrid players control long passes easily. All of them can switch the play from left to right or right to left easily. They all have that in their repertoire. And then all – I mean, and then they have good players. And Barcelona has good players too. But it just doesn't look like that when they play. Like, it just does not look like that. And I feel like the main reason is Messi 
in this 4-3-3 setup comes back and fills in a space and then just messes the rest of it up. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see. Anyway, I want to get back to the match before we finish it. Um, finish recaps. In the 40th minute, uh, so yeah, in the 30th minute, I said I hate Barcelona's shape, and then like my mind went to like, what's up with Messi? In the 40th minute, there was I put that there should have been a second yellow for uh, Arturo Vidal. He bucked your boy Lodi, um, a.k.a. Loki from Brazil. Um, like, right after that, I'm, like, looking at the match, and I, like, I'm looking at Luis, Luis Suarez. He's, like, basically limping, dude. Like, he, he walks like he's injured. I'm like, what's, the, what's going on, man? Take him out. I'm in a shot. I'm like, this dude's literally walking like he's hurt. Like, come on, dude. He played the whole match, too. Um, anyway, in the 48th minute, there was a penalty called. It went to VAR. I put that that penalty was weaker than any of the uh, Real Madrid calls that they were saying there's bad recently. Um, 50th minute, Messi scores a penalty. It was a nice panenka. Um, oh, so happy that I put a star next to this. Okay, this is another thing that happened in the match that I was just so annoyed with, and it just furthers another rule for me that I've been saying in the past that that they should implement. So, um, the ball's going back to Ter Stegen. Okay, it's not a it's not a back, it's not a back pass. Um, I can't remember exactly what happened, but it's a pass where if he was in the box, he could pick it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's go so he comes out of his box to control it with his foot. He kind of miss hits it, and the ball like ends up kind of like going behind him. And there's some pressure from when athletic players come in behind him. Yeah. So he turns around. This is after the ball's touched his foot outside of the box. He turns around inside the box, grabs it, like falls on it. I'm so mad about that. Like, that's ridiculous. That's literally cheating, dude. Like, I and, and honestly, I don't even know, like, that rule, but I was expecting him to just kick the ball out, and this dude just fell on it. I'm like, no, man. That is ridiculous. I'm so mad about that. This fool misses the, misses the ball with his foot, running, oh, it's in the box, I can grab it now. Like, no, I already, okay. I'm already mad that if you head the ball back to the goalie in the box, he can, he can touch it with his foot and then pick it up. I'm already mad about that. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like I hate that. Like if you touch the ball with your foot, I feel like you should not be able to pick it up. Which I agree with you too. But if you touch it with your foot outside the box and then you bring it in the box and pick it up, that's ridiculous. That's that's beyond cheating. That's next level. That's ridiculous. That's like that's already that's already more annoying than like playing five v five and there's no corner kicks. Like that's already annoying. <laughs> so like you're just like kicking the ball out of bounds instead of just clearing it just so you can get the own goal kick. You're a cheater. Like yo, like. <laughs> but so I get it. No, that's that's no, really weak. So you're telling me if the goalie, if if, if the if the if if it was if it went off of the other team's foot, like ten yards behind the halfway line. The goalie can just dribble the ball backwards, and then when it's in the box, pick it up. I'm going to run up the field. People run back and pick the ball up and kick it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
I was so mad about that. That's pretty weak. I'm not gonna lie. I literally was rewinding. They're kind of they're kind of garbage at enforcing goalie rules. Two goals, you just be living life back there. Well, I don't think I think that that's fair. I don't. I think that that's part of the rules that he can do that. But it's really yeah, it's a, a bad rule. rule. Like, I agree. I don't even. Yeah, like I feel like if the goalie touched the ball with his foot, he shouldn't be able to pick it up. Yeah, like just pick it up. But like, not if you're touching it outside the box. That's ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Come on, I'm gonna find a petition to goddamn. Like, I'm gonna record that video, video of that, and then send it to all the damn people and be like, "This should not be legal." <laughs> we're we're talking about professionals, that? man. Yeah. And Terstegen with his feet is nasty. He's pretty good yeah, with his a lot, foot. A lot of these goals are pretty good to feet. Yeah. A lot of these goalies now. So it was just a, it was just a mistake. But I'm like, you shouldn't be able to pick it up. Like that's not fair. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that was in the 52nd minute. 60th minute, I put Suarez is so, so slow, it's ridiculous. 61st minute, your boy Messi got a yellow card. He got called for a foul and just kicked the ball, and he got a yellow card. I'm like, look how frustrated this dude is. Yeah, with the uh, little, with the little uh, boy haircut. Oh, yeah. 61st minute, your boy Carrasco got another penalty called on him. This one by Semedo. Actually, I think I'm messing up. The first penalty that was called on him, I don't think it was. Vidal was fouled him. Yeah, but I think I was describing it differently because I think this is yeah. the one where he did. He mixed it up. The clip one where he got clipped, but people don't think was it was the Semedo one. The Vidal yeah. one was obviously a, a penalty because, like, his foot was actually in there. Okay, I can't remember. For the, for the Carrasco one, he's running, and there's more of a gap. Like, Semedo clips him, and then he takes, like, another stride – and then his own foot hits his other foot and he falls. Yeah. That's the that's the Semedo one, which looks dicey. You have to watch it like four times to see it. Yeah, no. When they showed it on the replay, I was like, yeah, that's a penalty. Like, that's happened to me a million times. Somebody hits your yeah. foot and then hits your back. Yeah, because it'll change the trajectory of your foot. Yeah. Um, I can't really remember the Vidal one, though. Um, the Vidal one, it's like Vidal's running by and, like, sticks his foot in Semedo, like, while he's dribbling and, and, and like, and kicks Carrasco? his ankle. Okay, yeah. Carrasco, sorry, he kicks his foot into Carrasco and Carrasco falls on the penalty box. Okay, I, I I don't remember. For whatever I don't remember. But anyway, uh, your boy Saul Niguez gets another left-footed penalty. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tersegan actually got a hand on it, but didn't work. Seventy-fifth. Yeah, but that round. one was like that was just all power. Like Tersegan did nothing on that. I was like, damn, dog. I think you really want to show you he was left-footed right there. Yeah. Seventy-fifth <laughs> um, minute, I put again that Barcelona is so boring. Um, <laughs> Your boy Griezmann came in the 90th minute, and I got I got two negative plays, one good play. That one good play was that one good play was after a negative play where he lost the ball, but he ran and tackled it and got it back. Um, so like the good play was a defensive play, whack. Um, nice Griezmann. And um, yeah, imagine coming on 90th and all those guys you played with are looking you like. <laughs> You Urente, literally, Marcus Urente's in your spot. Urente's like, you know, like you literally could have still had this spot here. You would have been linking up with Joao Felix. That'd been kind of cool to watch. But here you are. Here we got. Here we are. We got. We got. We're out here giving Diego Costa mad burn because you're gone. Yeah, Morata came on the seventy seventh minute. Huh? Morata came on seventy seventh minute. God, dude. <laughs> um. So yeah, the game ended two two. At the end of the match, I put Suarez. Also, Suarez useless. Um, I don't know what's up with Barcelona. I don't know. I, I you know, it's weird. It's I think I said before, like it's like a toxic thing, kind of. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, we say this. I see. I say this. I feel like I say this every season, but 
maybe they just really need to move on from Messi. Like maybe like that's just, they just got to do it. it. It'll be bad for them though. And maybe without Messi, they're just like a middle table team. I, I don't know. I, I think that they should only move on to Messi if they have something that they are guaranteed to get. That's going to be a changer. Yeah. They got to get like Mbappe maybe. Yeah. You have to get, you have to get, you have to get a star player. I think they're just going to run into so much debt. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't know who the player – I mean, nobody can actually replace Messi, but, like, no. you I don't know. Get somebody that's super just either – You got to get more than one. Yeah. If you're not going to get one star like Mbappe, and, like, then you got to get a bunch of people to, like, create a super team. You got to get, like, De Bruyne and Sterling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to – yeah, yeah. You got to get – yeah, there we go. Yeah. If you get De Bruyne and Sterling, people can be like, okay, shit, all right. Yeah, you got to get, like, Mohamed Salah and Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to go get Sadio Mane and you got to go get uh, Mohamed Salah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're getting both these guys. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to take the whole Liverpool line. You know, Virgil, too, get over here. <laughs> yeah, and, and for me, Imagine no, if yeah. they had Virgil van Dijk and Umtiti in the back line. Lord Jesus. I, I hate to say it like this, but Umtiti's so bad he's now. He's got to leave Barcelona too. He's definitely done for. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he's definitely couldn't be more over that team. I can like ever. And it's just weird. That's why I'm saying like I watch Semedo play now, and it's just like damn. I remember he used to be so good. I think I literally think these guys are over it. Like I think they're. I think I think literally being Barcelona is like draining. Like it's draining for them. Like emotionally. Like I, I feel like I mean this is conspiracy, they, but like. We're there's definitely experiencing theory right now harder now. There's a part of me that feels like there's so much pressure to not outshine Messi. That's honestly what I feel. Like I remember Semedo, his first season in Barcelona, he was ridiculous. He, he was I, I was literally like, man, he's up there with Danny Carver Hall and like some I, of the I, other guys. Yeah. Yeah. And now I he's regular. Him, I used to confuse him on the field with Dembele because I'm like I don't know who's out here running up the field. I can't tell. They're both zooming. They were both came out the gates on Fuego. Okay, yeah, that too. But they both came out the gates in Fuego. So I was like, dog, like when they do these switches, I'm like, I don't know who's coming up the field right now on this far camera. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, and, and now he's just like so regular and boring. I feel like he doesn't want to do like anything. He's like holding himself back. Yeah, that's just what it feels like. Either, like. either they're holding themselves back or they're like saving their bodies or something. Like, I'm not doing this here. Yeah. Umtiti also, like, he was so good. And, like, he got injured a couple times. And, like, I know there were some issues with his contract. I feel like I remember hearing that. But, like, now it's just, like, he's just regular. And, like, even Dembele, like, I mean. Dembele's been hurt a lot. Yeah, he's been hurt a lot. And and when he's not been hurt, he's been a certified ball loser. Yeah. He'll show some things. You'd be like, oh, Lord. But he was still out there doing his thing. But it's just, like. Certified ballers. Yeah, I mean, damn. I feel like the last time I was going to play, I'm like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> what are you doing, man? You were just – but but it was, like, almost like a, a, a – just like a new – like a pony. Like, okay, you're going to lose the ball 15 times, but, like, you're going to make up for it. Now, I'm a hard ass. Like, you I'd be like, look, you scored them goals, but, like, we got to – you can't be losing the ball that much. I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> like, like – I don't care if you score five, score five goals. If you lose the ball that many times, I'm gonna bench you. That man. was like two years ago, Benzema. Like, what do you, what do you do? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Why is it every time you bring it down the left, you gotta, you gotta dig in super deep, and before you cut, you lose the ball. Why? Why <laughs> do you have to do that? Why? And now he does it. He's just like, making, all right, cool, man, keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of Barcelona toxicity, and. <clears throat> 
I feel like at some point there there's going to be some stuff that comes out eventually. Like mm. by, the, by the time we give up on this, and um, or by the time we like got a deal somewhere, and I'm like, oh man, pull up that one episode. I, I know we talked about this one day, but we won't remember. Straight uh, up. Um. Anyway, I, I think there's a there's some game. I think Grandma just playing tomorrow. I can't remember where they're playing though. Um, but. There was some game that I kind of wanted to watch, and then, you know, there'll be some few games. Yeah. We'll recap next time. Anyway, oh, there's so much coming out recently about um, racism in the sports. I guess this this company, this firm, this research firm named Run Repeat did a study to see how, like, the, to, to figure out the racial bias um, in football commentary. Um like the commentators, like while they're, you know, commentating on the match, um, which is really cool. I guess they, yeah, I guess they did it over 2000 statements from commentary on 80 games across Premier League, Serie A, La Liga and Liga were analyzed. Um, So run repeat ratio adjusted its numbers to account for the fact that there were 1,361 comments about lighter-skinned players and 713 about dark, darker-skinned players and found the former group, the lighter-skinned players, were, uh, were more widely praised for intelligence, hard work, and quality. Um, and commentators are also 6.59 times more likely to talk about the power of a player if, his, if he has darker skin and 3.8 times more likely to talk about his pace. Um, wow. The study also found that 63.3% of the criticism from commentators in regards to the intelligence of a player is aimed at those with darker skin, while the figure, to, while the figure for quality is 67%. Hmm. Um, th- it's a good article. I think, I mean, anybody can find it in the, um, the Guardian is where I saw it. Um, I'm not going to go through like all the numbers, reading a lot of numbers, but it's definitely something we've talked about when it comes to football commentating. Um, what was that last one? Was it a Balotelli goal that we, I remember that we were both like, uh, we heard the, the Kaylin Kyle woman on BNs or was it, was it her? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was her. And she was saying something about, Oh, it's power. And I, we were both like, um, there was literally no power involved in that. It was like yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I don't. Re- I don't remember. Um, I don't remember when that was, but uh, I, and I think I think it was her. But we've definitely talked about that a bunch of times since like early, and and probably was one of the reasons why we started the podcast. Like when we were criticizing football media, like they literally just always want to talk about a player like Sadio Mane, like, oh, he's, he's so fast. He's so strong. And it's like, okay, that's strong. Yeah. It's really funny to me because yeah, I think I'm, I'm starting to remember the Balotelli one. Yeah. Right. It was like, that was, I think I remember I said, I said like, that was just the most finesse setup ever. It was like the most dribble finesse movement ever. Where on earth did power come from there? Like, if he was making a run and he just threw somebody to the ground next to him, like, God damn, Jesus Christ, all right, and then just bulleted the ball in. For example, like, the, the ball to like Germany goal, that's power. Like, he turned around, bucked off the whoever the defender was, 
and shot that ball at uh, Nora at 300 miles an hour, took his shirt off and flexed because he knew he did power on that one too. It was his all power on that one. Mm-hmm. On, on, on the play specifically you're talking about, I remember it being a finesse move to set up what happened. I'm like, that's not power there. There's no – there was no – it's only. It's honestly like it's they, what it, she should have did is give him props for being so light on his feet for a player of such big big size and stature. Like he was – he was so able to be so finesse and, and, and able to move with so much agility. That's what you got to be saying. Like, ugh. but it happens all the time, and it's across all sports where, you know, some some there's some uh, player with darker skin. And he's he has so much more power, and sometimes they'll say some whack shit like he he runs with such aggression or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, dog, like, what are you talking about aggression? You don't know this dude's life. Like, what are you talking about running aggression for? Like. Just because you see someone darker running running faster than the other guy, he's running with aggression. Like, what are you talking about? So it's 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 not in the least bit surprising. To be honest, I thought the numbers even more even be more staggering. To be honest with you, I mean they probably are worse. <laughs> they probably are worse, honestly. And there's probably stuff they I mean, there's probably stuff those researchers didn't catch either. Like you never know. Yeah, um, I'm but, trying to yeah. I'm trying to find that goal. Um, I'll find it eventually. Um, it was when he was playing for Nice, right? No, no, it was for Russia this season. Um, Russia, yeah, it was Russia. Yeah, okay, I know you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and I remember, what's his name? Um, Matteo Benetti used to do that all the time when he was still at BN. Um, and, I mean, I don't want to call it an, an internal bias, I, but I guess that's what it is. Like, You think it's you internal see, bias? You, you just see a black player and, you know, you go automatically. Yeah, it is internal bias, actually, because you automatically go to, like, oh, oh, this is the best example. Um, I feel like this was when I feel like this was, Oh man. I think this was when PSG was playing man U in the champions league. And I want to say that was last season. I remember one of them commentators saying like, Oh, you know, Mbappe has such it's like naturally fast. He's yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, yo, bro, <laughs> bro. <laughs> we're talking about professionals. Yeah. Your natural speed don't get you to this level. Like, you got to train. He's 1920. If he wasn't training these past four years, he wouldn't be fast anymore. Like, it'll go. And these other guys who are like 27, 28, 30, 32, 31, 32, their, like, training speed will be more lethal than his speed. If, you, if he didn't, like – no, there's no natural. Like, it's natural speed when you're, like, five years old, when you're, like, seven, eight, like, when you're playing yeah. against – And then there's a build, there's a process of building on it. Yeah, th- like, but when you're talking about – we're talking about professionals here. Like, no, dude, like, it's tra- – like, when I was a kid, I was faster than all other kids at a certain point. But, like, then once you get to, like, high school, when I'm starting running track, it's like, oh, these guys been training. So, like, now I'm not just fast anymore. Like – I got to train too. And you're talking about somebody playing professional. Like, I don't, I'm not going to call you racist, buddy, but you got some internal bias. Like, I've literally feel like I've never heard, other than like Gareth Bale, and, and maybe that's because how he looks. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, I feel it could like that's be this one. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've hardly ever heard them talk about a white player being 
fast and and or, or even like yeah yeah the Daniel James. Okay, yeah, maybe it's because he's Welsh. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like oh they don't think Welsh guys are brought up by the way. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe the joke in the UK is that Welsh people are dumb. I don't know that. I yeah, don't know. I think the better point to that one, it's not even about like I haven't really heard them say white people fast. I have I always I always think to me it's like the biggest one for me is like remembering the the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Mm. The the one about that one, I remember like one of the biggest one of the most like wild things for me was just getting to watch some of these African teams play, especially like Ghana and then watching South Africa play. Mm. Like when they would talk about Ghana, South Africa, I literally remember this. They were just all talking about how, how much raw talent these guys have and how much athleticism they have and all this. And I remember one of the biggest focal points of Ghana wasn't, I mean, yes, Prince Boateng was really good. Yes. They had really good talent on that team, but they had this for life. I can it might've been Diara or something a center defensive mid who was their captain and he was he had two he had one quality to him that was above everything else he was he 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 yeah he hustled and he was intelligent like mm. but just the fact that he was in shape they just kept talking about how powerful he was <laughs> and it was so annoying to me i'm like dog like like he's putting himself in excellent positions to steal the ball like he was about to be one of the first african teams to win a playoff match. Like they were that close and they got played. So <laughs> it wasn't even about, they got played. Um, it wasn't even about like his like power just cause he was like in shape. Like it was about like his intelligence, like how good he was at being at the right. He, like every time a goalie would kick off, would kick off, he'd be on that side of the field already. Like he was moving and getting everywhere. I'm like, they don't talk about that. Even when it comes to players like Conte, you don't hear those kind of comments. When they talk about Conte, they talk about like his stamina. Or like, yeah. oh, man, he just can run all day. They don't talk about his intelligence as a defender. They don't talk about uh, – the, the French team, we didn't hear much talk about how, 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 how that midfield of all black players, which is Pogba, uh, uh, um, uh, just blazed my tweet, and Conte was in the midfield. Where was the discussion about these guys being like that? All we heard is about just the, these guys are just so fast and talented and athletic. Like, it's, it's, it, it's, it's happened for years, and at some point, the stuff we probably missed – and passed up on because it's just become so second nature to hear it now. Like you just, you, it's not even about hearing it. It's what you don't hear. You're like there's things you don't hear. There's compliments you don't hear about players of different uh, backgrounds and races and skin. And it, it's a shame. Like it's something needs to change and it's only going to change though. It's only going to change once you start having more diversity within commentating positions, when you have people of, and, and when they are diverse that because there can be minorities as well, too, or people of different backgrounds that are racist as well, too, to be honest. But when there's just more inclusion on that, absolutely not. Only to certain. So, like, I think there needs to be – start off, starting off with it, you need to have more diversity in commentating. And, and to be – like, I know we've, we've talked about this guy many times and we've had our issues with him. But, I mean, one of the first things I ever thought that I reacted really cool is when I watched the BN broadcast and I saw George – and we're watching. I was watching. The, he was pronouncing the names. I, I I thought that was intriguing. I was like, I never really heard or seen like this on TV before. It's always some Martin Tyler dude, you know, saying these English names great and these other names wild as hell. So it, it just felt good to kind of see that for a little bit, you know. And of course, but yeah, like that. That's that's what needs to start off. We start off with that. I think we'll just start to see some change in general. Yeah, I mean, it, I just saw that goal by the way by Bellatelli. It was definitely no power involved. He just like spun off of a dude like. And just keep it. Well, which foot. one is it? Uh, well, I don't even know what team it was. It looked like Napoli, but um, I just ended up on a best of Brescia uh, 
This, you, dude, you, this dude on the phone heavy, but when I do something, it's, it's a problem. Yeah, well, that's because I also listen to you when you do it, but you don't do that for me. So, um, you want me? You want me to send it to you? I think I see what you're talking about. Best of Brescia. Let me let me let me uh, show you one nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Um, hold on. It's 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 like in the sixth minute. Okay. Let's do what yeah. six minutes of videos. Yeah, six we'll minutes. Best of Brescia is, is Balotelli, Togrosa, and Tonali. Like literally, there's no. I mean, it's a powerful shot, but like, what are you supposed to shoot it soft? Like, who who shoots <laughs> soft shots? Only Vinicius Junior, black ass, and he's black. Literally no power. Literally no power. Literally nothing. Literally, it was just him being finesse. He just turned his body at the. You know what he probably literally did? He probably felt the defender sitting on his left, so he he spun to the right or opposite. Yeah. He felt him sitting just like in basketball. You feel him on your right. You spin the other way on the weak side. You know what that takes? Intelligence. Yeah. He was smart. He felt him, moved him to the side he's not leaning on, and got in the right position to score. Yeah, like, that, that no takes a brain. Bam, if he turned, if he, bam, if he turned and just shoved the dude out the way and go, or just turn and just book him off and score, I'd be like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, they call a foul on him and give him a red card. Yeah, they would. Then they'd start doing the chance. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, his own fans. Um, but yeah, so I so hopefully I mean I, now I hope they don't just be like oh man we gotta start saying they're intelligent and just start calling like any black player like, yeah no because I'm gonna believe they're not that intelligent <laughs> yeah, old Divock Origi oh man jeez <laughs> um but I mean I think that any player like I mean you've okay Thomas Rondon famously said that Messi doesn't have high football IQ. Um, you famously said that Neymar doesn't have high football IQ, but I, we still haven't confirmed whether Neymar is black or not. Um, I don't think you asked uh, Luana yet, but we do have a picture up of him with uh, locks. And that I could put into, not a big deal. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I hope something changes in a natural way. And I hope those commentators like could be humble enough to see like, you know what? I mean, I've heard it my whole, like, for a very long time. Oh, you, you, you know, you have natural muscles. You get buff-fed, like, naturally. I'm like, okay, so you're a eugenicist, obviously. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, As if, like, you're, 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 everybody in your family has just always been these massive, powerful beasts. And, like, you just, it just passed. You didn't have to work for it. You just grew up and just, you were born and had these muscles. Yeah, and I'm like, well, actually, like, I've been uh, working out and uh, running and lifting weights since I was, like, 13, 14. Because I've been but playing sure, it's, sports it's my not- whole life. But whatever. Yeah, no, I just roll out of the bed, eat a do- donut or two, eat some hot Cheetos. And all of a sudden, you got big-ass arms. Yeah, and then I'm just like, ah. That, that's what they think. And like you said, beast. That's what they see. Yeah, beast. Um, um, but anyway, hopefully that can change. But also something that may end up changing, the Premier League has announced a new program to increase the number of minority coaches. Um, a new plan has been launched. Uh, the program will start from next season. Um, it, it's going to like help players move into full-time coaching positions. Um, it says it will see up to six coaches per season undertake an intensive 23-month work placement at EFL clubs, like I think from like all of the levels. 
Um, a statement from the Premier League said that first intake will work as a pilot plan, either in the, in the club's academy or first team setup. Um, the Premier League, the Premier League CEO Richard Masters. Hmm. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Interesting terminology. Uh, he said it is vital that there are no barriers to entry to, to the pipelines for employment and coaching. We need more. In, in the UK, they use the word, like the, the, the acronym BAME. Uh, like, I don't, uh, what is it called? Black, Asian, and ethnic minority. Um, he said we need more uh, BAME coaches entering the system to create greater opportunities throughout the professional game. This new program has been developed through collaboration and consultation with our colleagues across football. I don't know why we didn't get a call. Uh, we have taken what we have learned from running the Premier League Elite Coach apprentice, Apprenticeship Scheme and applied that experience to develop this framework. Um, he said, this is a critical time for Black, Asian, and minor, minority ethnic coaches. Uh, I guess this is Doncaster's coach. Uh, maybe he's Black, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so it looks like the Premier League is, is – um, really trying to do something to change the fact that they have basically no black, like they have very few black coaches in their um, professional setup. I don't know why the hell France ain't doing this. Y'all got the most black players in Europe. Um, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. Y'all are pumping out black players like nobody's business. Damn. I, I've only seen one black coach in Liga in the past, however long I've been watching. Well, if they're watching AFCON either. That dude, uh, say what? Don't start looking at AFCON games either. AFCON is a damn 50-50 chance. You never know what you're going to get on yes. that bench. And it is funny when you do like, hey, I'll be cheering. I cheer so hard for that team. Caesar, I don't care who it is. I'm like, I'm with you now. Caesar, you know how bad it is that you're shocked. to Like, literally me too. When a when an African team got a, a black coach, I'm like, I'm like oh, oh yeah. no. Here we go. Here I'm we go. Done. Ghana had Ghana had some Israeli coach, and they were saying that they're probably gonna have trouble with him going to the North African countries. I'm like, they would rather get Avram Grant or whatever his name was a chance than to just be like, look, dude, like, let's get somebody who, whose whose passport is not gonna mess him up yeah. going places. That'd be nice. That'd be yeah, like, I mean, that, if, I mean. When they were doing a background, I'd be like, well, this guy might be hard for us to get us to some of these matches here. Sorry about that. Yeah, man. Sorry. We we love you, buddy. Like, Lachim. Yeah. Whenever I watch some, uh, watch, watch some of these teams in Africa, I'm like, why they got some Greek coach? They will this dude know. Why they got some uh, – this, this, why they got this coach from here or from there? I'm like, uh, when, they, when I see a team, like, when I saw Senegal and they actually had a former player, I was like, there we go. Here we go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's so weird, man. It's like you said. It's really bad that we get hyped. <laughs> like it should be just the standard norm. That that the Africa should not only be a, a place where players are being uh, brought into other teams to play, but also coaches are brought in after, like you know, because if you can develop talent from there, youth talent, you can probably develop coaching talent as well too. Why doesn't BN sponsor us to get our coaching licenses in Europe? I mean, they won't even get us on. Why are they going to sponsor us for anything? Well, look, you might not especially want to have black people on TV. The, especially after we did the episode about them not calling anybody out. Oh, well, well, they should have said they should have said something then. <laughs> <laughs> ain't our fault you don't care about black lives. Why doesn't being this uh, uh, owned by Qatar entity sponsor Caesar and I to get our coaching licenses in Europe? 
preferably in Portugal. That'd be nice. We I'd can, appreciate it. We can get our coaching licenses. Then we can get it cracking. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I'll, that, I'll, I'll start coaching that, that team Jackson Martinez on, you know, whatever. I'm going to keep it real. Like, coaching is difficult, and especially I would imagine coaching professionals is, is not easy. No. But, I mean, it's not going to be easy. But it ain't that damn hard that you got to have no black people, dude. <laughs> like, it no. ain't, like, what are we just genetically uh, not able? Like, come on. Like, it's obvious that they're not giving black people chances. And I'm not going to forget what Gareth, Southgate, Gareth Southgate said. He said he broke through at Middlesbrough and he did not have the, the credentials and he did not have the experience. He got hooked up. He admitted that. He got hooked up. Also, why the hell? I mean, I don't let me just I don't know if this person wants this opportunity. I don't know if he's tried for it or not. But Claude Makalele been assisting, been assistanting some pretty remarkable teams. He ain't asked to be a head coach nowhere. I want to see what Claude Makalele is at right now. Uh, you, you dig? I mean, this dude has a resume. He was out there getting Champions Leagues as an assistant coach. I mean, what the hell, man? He was at Monaco. He's at Real Madrid. The, let's see where C drops at, too. I mean, I, I, I'm not. We're not responsible for him having that many E's in his name. Um, this. <laughs> That's a fair point. This dude uh, apparently is at Chelsea has coached AC Milan. From AC Milan, Bam, he went to <clears throat> he went to. Are you ready for this? This is. I mean, he went to AC Milan. Okay, mm-hmm. he he, he uh, coached for twenty two matches for the for the. He was appointed January two thousand fourteen, and they let him go June two thousand fourteen. He then went to. Shenzhen FC in China, where he did 13 matches he coached. Then he went to Deportivo Coruña, where he coached 16 matches. Oh, I remember that. Cameroon. Huh? I remember that. Then he went to Cameroon and did 10 matches and did the uh, the AFCON uh, for them. Uh, I mean, if anything, that – that right there, that's what's called a resume. It's a resume. There's a team. There's two teams here, probably three teams that are in the first division of all the leagues, and he's had a national team experience too. There is no where, – where are you going to tell me he can't go? This is also what the dopest thing about this of all, Bam. What is the interesting thing about all these four places he coached at? Um, four different parts – four different countries in the world. Oh, yeah, it's like pretty diverse. In Italy – He's in China, he's in La Liga in Spain, and he's in Cameroon. I mean, like, like I, I don't understand what it needs. Uh, Michael Ellie right now is coaching. He's assistant. He's like a he's Chelsea an assistant right now. coach at, at Chelsea. But this dude is over here. He's, out, he's been out here working, dog. He's been out here working on his resume. Maybe, maybe he's too short. He was out there uh, getting assistant league experience. He was at – Developer of international relations at some team in Belgium, and and he was working assistant manager in Swansea in 2017. He's been trying. No, he was coaching in Belgium too. Some team called Eupen. I've never heard of. This is the team here. Yeah, he managed for them for 70 matches. Yeah, didn't so, 
Didn't and do too hot, but they suck. All you do is bag a, an assistant job at Chelsea. He couldn't get a start at West Ham. I mean, and the thing is, I don't know if he's been trying. I haven't heard him come out and it say like, like he's been trying because th- this resume. I mean, if you were assistant in 2017 and then you get your manager job in 2017, uh, you play 70 matches, then you move to Ch- England. It looks like he's still after this to me. It looks like he's still after his goal. So, well, Yaya Torre did say that African players are lazy and they just want to have girls and money. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Tori's like canceled forever. Him and, <laughs> him, and the, him and Mount Rushmore all canceled. Facts. Um, anyway, Caesar, um, I want to talk about some transfers really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your boy, I mean, we're a little bit, I mean, this happened a few days ago, but your boy Timo Werner um, has gone to Chelsea. He he did admit that uh, Liverpool, Man U, and Inter were trying to get him, but. Um, he will be. He's 24. He will be signing with Chelsea. He's signed with Chelsea. I don't know. I, I guess he's going next season. Him and my boy are going to Chelsea. Who's that? Zeke. Who? The Hakeem Zeke from Ajax. Oh yeah, he's going to Chelsea too. My dog right um, there. I'm gonna keep it real. Like, there's a part of me that feels like going from RB Leipzig to Chelsea. Like, mm. You're a strange, dude. You're a strange guy. You're a really strange guy about Chelsea. I don't understand you and this whole Chelsea thing. It just feels a little lateral to me, like a little bit. I don't even understand how a team that's won no Champions League ever and they're breathing existence over a team that's won Champions League. I had one of the biggest stars of all time also on that team before uh, and also has won Premier League as well. It's considered a lateral move. Not from all the way, but freaking, like a little freaking freaking, freaking oh. energy drink Leipzig. Okay, no, can I get? Ahead, can I just get like it feels a little lateral? No, it doesn't feel lateral. Okay, because, okay, okay. Because, I'm wrong. No, this is my I'm point. Wrong. This is my point. Is like just because a team is like rebuilding doesn't mean it's a lateral move. It's not lateral. It's much a little more lateral. much more like so much more like esteem and a, and a, all that. Like there's there's a reputation still. They have more accolades. A little lateral, a little. Two percent. Okay, okay. Because I mean, didn't you kind of expect Timo Werner to go to a bigger club? No. Okay, whatever. Um, my, in my opinion, I really didn't. But I, I think Timo Werner's a ball. I thought if he went to Liverpool, that'd be really whack. I mean, right now, yeah. But like, <laughs> where are you going to play? I mean, I just hope that he doesn't. I, I because well, I guess they got Frank Lampard there now. But I just hope that Timo Werner plays in his right position, which is on that left. They're going to put him in the middle. Huh? They're going to put him in the middle. Well, if they do that, that's a big mistake. Um, but if they put Timo Werner over there, Timo Werner is nasty. He can get off. Like, Timo yeah. Werner's nasty. Play, dog. And like, play. I don't know what's going to happen with your boy Pulisic. He could have went to Barcelona. He could have. Timo Werner is nasty. I don't, know. I don't know if they wanted him, but if he went there, that would have been dope because he would have been on the left side having a great time. Woo-wee. He, for three games, and then Messi would have been like, uh, none of that, buddy. Messi would have been like, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the Griezmann treatment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was just like, damn, dude. I, I mean, it'll be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen with, with Pulisic and Mason Mount. I feel like if Timo Werner is going to be on that left side, yo, it might be tough for your boy Pulisic out here. Timo Werner is nasty with it. Caesar distracted. Um, also, your boy, um, your boy, <laughs> your, one of your favorite players ever, Ashraf Hakimi, has uh, sent his farewell message to BVB, and he will be 
playing for Inter. Have a nice life. His two-year loan spell's over. Real Madrid rightfully did not want him back. And he's uh, went to uh, enter for 40 mil. Man, um, I saw somebody today. Like, there was a there was a post about it on um, Facebook. It was that one podcast, BR Ranks, the Bleacher Report podcast they do, Football Ranks or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess there was like a little clip and somebody was talking about like why Real Madrid let Ashraf Hakimi go. That's not the only one. Even the guys that manage Madrid are losing their mind over it. So I'm just like, I'm just like, you guys have really short term memories, or maybe you just don't really watch the games like that. Because, and I commented on Facebook on that uh, post. I was like, when when Hakimi was at Real Madrid, he was the worst player on the team, hands down. Like, and I'm not even clowning him. No, like it's a good team. You're the worst one there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're literally like, well, you're at BB. Good, show your stuff. And yeah, good. And to be okay. Conte is the coach of Inter, right? Yeah. Good luck. It's not going to happen for you there. <laughs> it is not going to happen. Conte likes good football. He does. And he can't uh, – Hakimi can't play like that. He's going to – He's. I don't know. Like, that move was – Real did a good job. It's funny. This is the second – Hakimi is like the second player Real Madrid brought to bring, like, as a replacement for the future of Carvajal. And Carvajal's like, nah, bro, I'm still good. Ardra Zola came in, like, nah, bro, I'm still good here. You can loan him out. Hakimi started playing, loan him out. I'm still good here, bro. Like, he's just still in there. Putting Danilo? Work. Danilo? Danilo ex machina. Not even ex machina. Danilo, the Egyptian Egy- lover. Egyptian. <laughs> Egyptian lover came in. And Danilo. Egyptian lover. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, okay, oh, wait, Caesar, Caesar, hold up, hold up. Definitely one of the funnier moments ever. Caesar, Caesar. Can you put Danilo with like the Egyptian, like like the crown shit? I will <laughs> definitely do that Photoshop. That's been needed for years. I'm gonna literally just—he literally looks like whenever they do like those those Bible movies of like back Moses back in the day. He always looks like Moses' brother every time. Like, he just always looks like that dude. Like that like, Danilo should always go for those gigs and casting the chords. Like casting like, call for what is it, Raw or something like Prince Raw, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. Danilo is like the epitome of Prince Raw. He literally looks like that dude. Like that's like, him. Like this episode <laughs> has nothing to do with Danilo. And it's gonna have that picture. And I wanna call it Danilo the Egyptian lover. <laughs> <laughs> Either I'm gonna get the what's the cover art for that album? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be great if you can put him with the whole like thing like this, like the whole mummy. I might put him on that this this picture of him, Egyptian lover dude, right now. <laughs> lover, lover, lover. Damn, this is like a dope ass picture. If I <laughs> damn, this is so raw right here. I don't know. This might be the one. Oh my god. <laughs> So this is gonna be a great cover. Um, oh, I, I'm so excited. Um, I definitely have the artwork for his mix. It's like this. I'm gonna put Danilo oh, in the picture. Yes. <laughs> um, good. Okay. Also, your boy. I mean, this was kind of in the making for a while, but I, I guess it's a more official now. Leroy Sane um, going to Bayern Munich for 41 million pounds, man. Leroy Sane, dog, that was so overdue. I'm like, what, what are we even waiting for here? Like, I kind of like was waiting that for happen, but the 40 million, which is a bargain of a century, Jesus Christ, 24. Jesus Christ, 
Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the level of bargain that one was because it's only because of his form being so bad the last year. Well, no, but he's like, been injured. He tore his ACL, I think. Yeah, but I'm saying like I'm saying like they're just like doing that, which is a shame because once again, Byron just getting just to get whoever the hell they want in life, and like like they just get to get whoever they want. That's why Bundesliga has continued to be just kind of whack to me. It's like you're gonna keep letting this top team just, uh, just eat everybody up. Like meanwhile, BB selling off Hakimis and 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 Byron is purchasing uh 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 Sane, who's gonna be opposite of Serge Narby, Serge Gnarby on uh, on the field. So that's already one probably like arguably one of the more dangerous wing threats in the in the in the world right now is those two out there, and they just got to be able to send that up, and he got the bag there for forty million. Like that's insane. Yeah, um, I remember when Serge went to Byron. I was like, that's so weak. Like. You're going to Byron, like you. You came from a, a I think it's like Mutaglob. No, some team. I forgot what team he came from. I'm like, damn, you go to Byron, like that's just, of course you Who, go to Gnabry? Byron. Yeah. Oh. When he went to Byron, I was like, of course you went to Byron, man. Like we're like that's where you guys go. Everybody goes to Byron. <laughs> and then the 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 pinnacle of me whack was when Hummels went to Byron. I'm like, I just give up. Like you go from BVB to Byron. What's even the point? It's not and even a back, rivalry. Y'all be back, doing business deals together. And then back to BVB. Yeah. Um, ultimate sellout. And, and, and the last int- – well, it also transfer news. This is how whack – this is another thing I saw this, and I'm like, wow, Barcelona is so whack and dumb. They let Hitafe get Cucurella for $10 million. They – like, he's not on loan. Hitafe – let him buy him out? Yes. For $10 million. Cucurella. You're talking about Cuckoo? Yes. Cucurella. One of the most slept-on filthy players in La Liga. I mean – They're insane. You know what's funny? They're, they're, they're tripping. They made a lot of really weird moves. Like the – the and I know it doesn't hasn't foretold Sevilla. Like the Kubo thing. Like they'd be letting some young talent just go for some reason. And they'd be signing a Griezmann. That's weird to me because Cuckoo was like one of those guys, when he comes on the field – you're over it. You're so over it. It's just too much sauce already. He's going to go ball out for a year. They're going to be able to flip that to $35 million. He's going to go somewhere good. It's going to be filthy. Like He's going to go to like a Sevilla or Valencia or whatever, and he's just going to start getting off, and it's not going to be fair. Like And that Cuc- hair is going to be flowing. Cucurella is so good. Like, he's one of them dudes that practice just like, dog, you got elite-ass talent, like straight up. You got talent, dog. <laughs> like literally, I know that they never brought him in Barcelona for real because he's better than Messi. He's insane. <laughs> he's insane. And he's 21. He's a baby, dog. He came out And he came out of their youth team, too. He developed with them. They were like, yeah, the, Bar- Messi's like, you know how I feel about these really good lefties. <laughs> Is he? I feel like he's not lefty, though. I think he's lefty. I don't know. I don't Maybe think so. Um, but, yeah, he's – he like, like stats-wise, like, there's nothing really there, but, like – Oh, no, Doug, but just you, – you don't you, – you, 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 when you're already a two-way player that can play left-back and, and winger, it's one thing. But when he does it and on both ends, he just – you just feel that pace and, and speed and dribble. You're like, no, this guy's good as fuck. Like, once he starts, like, knowing how to score, it's over. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, he's insane. I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that they let them go for $10 million, dude. I'll never forget when me and you kind of, like, brought up – like, we never, like – we, like, brought him up to each other. I think it was on the show. Like, you know, remember that dude – you know the long-haired dude that 
It's on the top three. Kukwili played on Barcelona. How and you were like, yeah, I'm like you were like both agreeing how good he was. I, I think we watched the same match because he wasn't on Hitafe before. I think he was no. on Ibar. Yeah, I think it was Ibar. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. other team. And I think we watched. It might have been like Real Madrid versus Ibar, something like that. Yeah. I think we watched. Like, this guy match. is getting off. I'm like, who is that guy? <laughs> like the I me mean, okay. I do remember like Real was doing really good, but it was like just annoying that there was this one guy that was I'm like, like this, this is crazy. Was one side of the field is making everything happen. Like he's literally keeping this team afloat. <laughs> he's Insane. so good. We found out he was alone for Barcelona. Like God help us all if he ever goes back to Barcelona and starts starting. Oh. <laughs> like. God help us all. I, I remember they were like they bought out. I, I remember they were like, "Oh, he's on loan from Barcelona." I'm like, "Oh my God, they're about to be so good when he comes back." Yeah, he's, he's but filthy. No, nope. he got to go home. Insane. Okay, um, before we wrap it up, well, before we talk about NBA, I just want to talk about this. Um, this um, we we talked briefly about Cavani not going back to PSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, his contract actually ended officially yesterday. Um, and we were agreeing that it was a good idea not to go back, like your contract's up, like signing some kind of like, you know, two-month contract is just like not really a good idea when you still have a lot of value as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to get into a little bit more um, because I, I went on PSG Talk to see, which credit to PSG Talk, like there's a dope website, they do, they're, they're doing a cool thing. They're like real PSG fans. Um, sometimes I end up disagreeing with them because they they are PSG fans. And I'm not like, I like PSG. I like Real Madrid. I like love Cavani. Like if there's anything I'm a fan of for real, for real is Cavani. But like, I don't really approach the sport from a fan's mindset. Um, and they were, so this guy was critical of, Cavani not coming back. Um, he said the, the the title of the article is Cavani's decision to leave PSG hurts his legacy. Um, he's talking a little bit about the situation. Um, okay, so he says, let, let me see who wrote this actually. Um, some guy named Ed. All right. Um, he says Cavani's contract at PSG expires June 30th, which is, Yesterday, today is June, uh, July 1st. And Leonardo, PSG's sporting director, made it clear recently, clear recently that he did not intend to offer the 33-year-old in striker an extension. It was assumed that even though Cavani would not be a PSG player past this season, that he would sign a temporary extension to at least complete in the Champions League. Uh, I'm sorry, to at least compete in the Champions League when it resumes in August. That assumption was wrong. According to Marca... Um, and this was obviously written before, and this is a fact now, that Cavani has decided not to extend his contract and will not be a PSG player player past June 30th. Um, the report gives no clear indicator as to why, as to why, other than he wants to focus on his next project, which isn't known yet. Now, this person, Ed, his opinion, for me, Ed speaking, this leaves a very sour taste in my mouth. As a professional football, as a professional footballer, you play the game to win major trophies, and Cavani has an opportunity to win the Champions League with the club he's most known for being a part of. And he just walks away. It's not right. Um, sure, Cavani probably feels disrespected because Cavani, because Icardi was given a four-year contract, but that's because he's younger and, to be honest, a better striker. Really. 
Um, however, just because Cavani isn't as prolific as o- Icardi doesn't mean he doesn't have a place in the team. LOL wow. prolific. Cavani has been at PSG for seven years, and he couldn't give them two more months. That's really sad. <laughs> Unlike yeah. Thomas Mounier, who will also be leaving June 30th and not extending his stay, Cavani doesn't have a deal in place with another club. Mounier is off to BVB. Um, and according to some journal- journalists, PSG refused to pay the Germans two-month loans ser- for the services of Mounier. Um, he... He goes on to say Cavani doesn't really have an excuse for not suiting up for PSG past June 30th, mm. other than he simply doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also goes on to say PSG paid him very well over the years. He's currently the fourth highest earner on the team, and it's kind of sad he couldn't put off a new contract with another team for a couple of months. Um, okay. Yeah, it's sad, that you, it's sad that you couldn't put more sacrifices than you've already done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, Cavani may be PSG's all-time leading scorer for many years to come, and I'll certainly remember his contributions to the club. However, in the back of my mind, I'll also remember that he chose to give up on the club during a Champions League run to focus on joining another team. Wow, Ed, you are just so off base here. and you obviously That's don't... insane, Ed. It sounded like to me, Ed, you forgot all about the contributions you made to the club. That's what it sounded like to me. You, I think you literally did the opposite of everything you just said at the end. Like, you literally forgot about all the contributions, and you thought to yourself, I want what's good for now in my fandom. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm, I just feel like this guy doesn't really know a lot about professional sports, and he's having a short memory. If I remember correctly, mm. Cavani was back from injury, and we watched Icardi walk around and get lucky goals when Cavani was healthy, and they were and and and, and Tuchel was not giving him a spot in the starting eleven. Coming in for fifteen minutes, and Cavani was like, "Okay, like if that's the direction that you're going to go with Icardi, then I feel like I should turn on the light, huh? Is it kind of dark? Yeah, I'm gonna turn on. Yeah, it is. Um, we're brought to you by we may okay go ahead sorry um Cavani was wanted to leave in last January like in the December in the winter transfer he was like okay go ahead with the Cardi like I'm not here to be riding the bench like I'm too good to be riding the bench and I'm and everybody knows I don't care like if you watch this sport you know that Cavani is better than Icardi at everything. I know, and I said it before, I know that the reason why it was easier for PSG to go with Icardi is because two main reasons. You got Neymar and Mbappe. They both want the ball. They both need the ball. Icardi never wants the ball. Icardi does not want to take penalties. He has no, Icardi has no seniority. Yeah. it's like you have a guy, he doesn't want to take penalty. He's not going to be like, oh, let me take the penalty. He never wants to take a free kick. And he never even wants to be on the ball. So it's easier for Tuchel to say, I, I got Neymar and Mbappe. Like Mbappe is going to like give it to Neymar. Like Neymar yeah. has seniority than Mbappe. I Like with Cavani there, like Cavani, it, there's a, it's a little bit more tension with the egos. Like Cavani has seniority. He's the star. The fans love him way more. Like, the fans love him more than they love Mbappe or Neymar. Really? Absolutely. Like, they sing Cavani's name. They don't even ever sing Mbappe or Neymar's name. 
Um, they always put the TFO of Cavani. Like, mm. the fans have more love for Cavani. Like, he's a legend. He's the all-time scorer and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's, it, it was easier for Tuchel and the management there to be like, okay, like, we'll just ride with Icardi because then it makes and, and, and make sense for the future to want to have Neymar and Mbappe. The problem also that I have with this Ed dude is like, damn, dog, did you forget that Neymar was, like, really, really trying to leave last summer? Like, that's more disrespectful to me than, like, my contract's up and it don't make no damn sense to sign a two-month contract. Like, that's disrespectful, actually. Yeah. Like, you can't even be like, we're going to give you a year contract, even if we're going to still let you leave. Like, no, we're going to give you a two-month extension? (laughs) No. Like, if his contract is up, like, they were letting him go for free regardless. Yeah. Neymar all last summer, like, Neymar admitted that he wants to leave back to Barcelona. And for the PSG fans, they hate Barcelona the most. Yeah, for real. Is Barcelona. What, like, are you that much of a fan that is just like, yeah, but I'm just happy. We have Neymar. Like, I'm just so happy we have Neymar. Like, My thing is, like, for the life of me, I don't understand the notion of telling him, saying that you, you somebody who, who has done so – I mean, it, there's been three – there's been three periods of, of – or two periods of PSG. There was in, – in recent, like, popular uh, time, which has been the Zlatan era and the Cavani – uh, Neymar Mbappe era. During the during the, the 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 Zlatan era, he was extremely selfless and moved his entire role to some winger offset cam thingy he was doing just to just to appease to the 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 non the non outside of domestic title winning Zlatan. You know, like. Just to appease to a man who only wins a local thing, but never wins anything that that's that's multiple teams involved outside of the outside the the country or state. So he won Europa for somebody who's known as an internet legend, and, and has you know is, is all that like an enigma basically. Like he did that for him, did all that, and I used to watch those games, and it kind of made me uncomfortable. I'd be like, man, it just sucks. Like this is a weird ass lineup. This is weird. Like here he is, and he's getting treated like treated like shit sometimes. Treat like shit because nothing's worse than when you're somebody with extreme talent who at that point he was literally in his prime. Like he couldn't have been more in the prime of his career. His numbers showed it and people decided to highlight him missing four shots in a game. People decided to highlight, not high, but people didn't want to highlight when Zatan was making it so no one would pass him the ball, literally. So no one wants to talk about going through all that. Going through all that, it's over. They blow the team up. They bring in. Neymar and Mbappe, right? We start over. Here he is again, a new era. And as things are starting off beautiful in the beginning, as time goes by and the honeymoon phase is over, they, these three players start to try to figure out the roles. Who's who, who on this role here, right? What is Neymar going to be doing? What is, what, what is, uh, what is um, Mbappe? Who's going to be the primary guy? There's the penalty kick situation. There's a free kick going on. All kind of stuff going on. Cavani stuck through all that. He stuck through all that. He's been there the whole time. During that time, you know who was trying to get out? It wasn't Mbappe. It wasn't Neymar. I mean, it wasn't Cavani. It was Neymar. Neymar was trying to leave. Neymar was trying to leave. Neymar, when every single 
it's funny he brings up he brings up oh when I got the Champions League run. You should be directing that energy towards Neymar. Ask Neymar, are you going to be there August? Because last couple times you ain't been there, Chief. Yeah, and last year you were trying to leave. Last year you were trying to leave. Uh, the year before that you got some. You got injured. The year before that you got injured. Brazil, you got injured. Well, uh, uh, we want to know if you're going to be there for an elimination game. That's what we want to know. We know you're going to be there for a season because we got to go play Sunday. We'll come back Tuesday. I know you'll be there if we have to come back Tuesday. But are you going to be there if Tuesday's a question mark? Yeah, it's we just, don't know that. That's a person you want to ever – like to, the devil disrespect to ever test uh, – a disrespect Cavani's uh, dedication to the team. It's a shame. Yeah. You can you can attack somebody for for statistical problems for for numbers issues, but when you start when you have the nerve to come at him for his loyalty to the club by making a decision to extend for two months for less pay for just some offset of you getting some run going in in in, in the 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 coronavirus uh, Champions League season you're having, not even it's 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 sad. It's shameful. It, it's. I feel bad for Cavani. This got posted on a site that's PSG fandom. Like it's about PSG fans. Like that's a shame. Like that's what you see in like an ESPN FC article when they think they know they're talking about league. They think they think they know what they're doing. But when it's inside PSG talk, like these are the dudes that watch this day in day out. Like you're gonna say that you must have really forgot like who this man was, what this man has done. And you can say I'm his contributions and being leading goal scorer. You can say that, but. You don't just get to say that and just keep your sentence. That's something you need to pause and respect. He's someone that deserves – he's, he's not only shown in, this, in the goal statistical category his loyalty to the team and what he's done and put in work when he went and thugged out Willian on the, on, the, on the wing. He's done that, right? But he's also shown um, d- doing his constant decisions to stay with the club through all this. Even now, Mounier's gone. We don't know where Cavani's going. We don't know if he's going to leave. I, we, I see all the rumors about Cavani. I've said multiple times places I want him to go. Nothing, though. Nothing. Nothing confirmed. That man couldn't be – he couldn't be handling more professional than anybody. That's as professional as it gets, to be honest with you. He's not, he's not over here with, with, his, with, with Neymar's dad over here stirring up this BS around, talking to his team. You're not like Neymar talking about uh, – dad talking about Manchester United lunch meetings over there, hanging out on private jets. You know, like Neymar going on, on, on dropping WhatsApp videos and all that, talking to shorties. That's not what's going on. Cavani's kept it professional from day one to day in, and it's just really whack that you want to attack the guy who's just, I think, really just been the some of the, the main fans like you've shown have respected so much. I think that's weak. I think it's a weak approach. Like that's not that's not what he deserves in the tail end of his PSG career. He doesn't deserve that. And he, I don't. And to be and on the club side. He doesn't deserve a two-month either. He deserves more than that. So it's whack all around. Everyone around has been doing that whack. <laughs> and then we're going <laughs> to – No, there, there, there's, some ro- there's some rumors that he might go to Roma. I don't know. But, um, yeah, and all, like he stayed there for seven years. He stayed there like in his prime. He signed contract extensions. Like he could have easily been like, man, like let me just go to a more like prolific team. Like let me go to like a – actual like storied league and a big team like you you like a, a center forward go somewhere where he's going to be used a little more like and, and a center forward in the world football today is rare there ain't that many center forwards Olivier yeah. Giroud still starts Diego Costa still starts like any like a lot of big teams would have been like yeah okay like Cavani's something yeah we'll take him like for sure you know like <clears throat> 
no matter what, no matter what these guys say about like people talk about his stats or missing shots, whatever. Obviously, we've seen that's silly. We've seen all kinds of crazy missed shots by many yeah, yeah. forwards and players. But <clears throat> yeah, it's just like damn dog. Like there, like aside from even having the goal scoring record, like you haven't seen a more dedicated to the team PSG player. Like the only person you could compare it to is Thiago Silva, but yeah. I feel like it's different because we're talking about somebody who like this is somebody when he was like twenty seven, he could have you can go anywhere, dude. You're a center for you're fast, you're strong, you play in the World Cup every time. A good team too. Yeah, Came out for baller year. Yeah, you can't you play in the World Cup every time, you play in Copa America every time. Like you you're like you're I mean, he's from a small country, so he's not super marketable. But like, and he's not, he doesn't have a whole lot of like personality outside the sport, but like, like he could have gone anywhere, man. Like, come on. He stayed with PSG. Like he, I mean, and, and, and what the, the worst part actually is like PSG played him, what paid him well, like dog, like, are you kidding me? Like you over here talking about PSG paid him well, PSG, PSG is owned by cuts or homie. Like this ain't like this isn't like somebody's pocket. They got slaves, man. <laughs> like, dog, you're talking like like this is like the Qatari. This is Qatar's money. Like, this is not like uh, when when uh, Ronaldo, like Brazilian Ronaldo, it's not like, it's not like uh, French taxpayers are the reason he's making it so good. <laughs> and and it, it's not like when Brazilian Ronaldo buys via uh, via I don't know if he's like the outright owner or not, but like. That's like when you're like, okay, man, we got to make this work, you know, like, or when the dude by by Valencia or whatever, like, it's okay, we got to make sure this work out. Like, PSG, no, dude, it don't work like that. Like, they got state money behind them. So, like, and, and Cavani, aside from that, then this point is actually more important. Cavani earned every dime. Yeah. Like, he earned every dime. Like, every single time a player goes, on the pitch to train or to play, you're risking your life, dude. Like you risking, and you got people depending on you, man. Like, so the oh PSG paid them well. Like, really, you're siding with corporate? Yeah. You're siding with corporate with the owners? Like. like, I thought you were a fan of the team. Like, you're siding with the oh, we we paid them so much, he should give us these two months. Like, dude, you don't work at PSG. Ain't nothing coming out of your pocket, and you're They're not short on change to pay for anybody else either. They're not like, oh, we need to submit this money for something else. No, you don't. Yeah, PSG got unlimited bread, homie. They do. Like they bought Neymar after the embargo. I mean, if you even look at the lineup, they got like Neymar, Di Maria, Mbappe, uh, Icardi, who's value pretty high. Like all these dudes, like with that, that's some checks out there running around. And and also it's like, damn. Okay, so what if what if Cavani came back? And they just start Icardi for the rest of the thing. So he's just sit on the bench for two months when he could be like getting ready with another team. Like, why would he have to come back and at the, this point in his career? He's not twenty three. Why does he come back in his career and sit on a bench and hope to start? Like that's yeah, so he has stupid. no promises. Let him and, go. Let him. Let him go play a role where they like at least can get him to play. Like he can go run around. And also, it's funny because I'm like, damn dog. Like Cavani. Like when they started to actually put him in the game, he he got his position back. Like yeah. he started against BVB. Icardi was sitting on the bench for the last few games. He was actually. I was like, where is Icardi? <laughs> yeah. 
So it's obvious. I mean, to say that Icardi's better than Cavani, like I remember uh, back like during the season when the season was still going on, listening to the League Gun podcast, and I I just remember like they were quoting some like French uh, sports pundit, and like this dude was just like going off about like if you think that Icardi's better than Cavani, like he's just like going off about like how much better than Cavani is than Icardi, like. <laughs> It was, like, some, like, older guy. They were saying, like, he's, like, kind of funny, too. But, like, you're, like, the only person that thinks Icardi is better than Cavani. Like, maybe for the future as an investment, so to speak. Like, yeah, let's have Icardi here. Argentina, whatever, he's younger. Maybe one day he'll get more time in Argentina. <laughs> yeah, d- doubtful. But, like, yeah, because, I mean, Kun Aguero, when he's 38, is still going to be better than Icardi. But, yeah. I mean, that's only facts. Yeah. Um, and right now, I'm going to start Higuain over Icardi. Like, no problem. I mean, I'm starting to be ball at center tracker over, over, over uh, Icardi right now. I'm sorry. Literally. Um, I'm sorry, dog. Yeah. So, like, it's not like we're talking about somebody that's like, oh, man. Like, it's not like we're talking about Lewandowski and Cavani. Like, yeah. No, no. No, we're talking about Icardi who, like, when you watch him play, he does nothing. And, yeah, sometimes he scores a goal or two. Yeah. And that's great. But, like, when you're oh, talking so. about trying to win the tough matches, like, that's not the guy you want. No, absolutely not. No, but, no, no. But, but when you gotta appease, but when you gotta appease Neymar and Mbappe, yeah, that makes sense to have him in there because yeah, he doesn't even want the ball. And I'm not mad at PSG for that, but you're not gonna be having somebody who like sacrificed so much of their career to play for like a lower tier team. Hey man, you should be coming here for two months uh to 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 sacrifice it all for, for us. Like no, I mean, there's no other team I really care for in 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 like on then watching PSG and like seeing PSG. Go. I, those times, I mean, of course not. We're against Real Madrid. I don't, I don't want PSG to do good. I wanted them to get slaughtered. But the thing is, is like one other matches. I'm going for PSG. I want PSG to do good. I as much as I've had up and down in the three years of this podcast is a perfect one day. I'm gonna make a clip of all my reactions to Neymar from the from the 17 to the 18. This is gonna be great to watch my. Hypocrite ass every season about him. It's gonna be great to watch, but I want to see him play. I want I the more the more of me wants to see Neymar thrive. More of me wants to see Mbappe. That's Richard Mbappe. I feel almost like a, an affinity towards Mbappe just from watching him rocking that forty nine jersey in Monaco, <laughs> uh, wearing that XL, having none of this natural speed back then, and just doing a thousand step overs by himself in the corner. I remember that. You remember that? We watched that together. Because that was the beginning of our leg on like hardcoreness was back then. Mm-hmm. So we've seen this. So if anything, in my in my in my carrying this as like a neutral, but almost like still having caring about PSG, I could never want to ask that from Mbappe. I mean, from from Cavani, I could never ask that from him. Why would I want that for him? Why? Like it, it, it even this oh man, even the same thing if it was happening to Sergio Ramos. If like. Serge Ramos was barely trying to start over over Nacho and, and, and Veron in this alternate universe. This is happening. But he's done so much of this club for so long. So many headers against Atletico Madrid has got to win a Champions League. So much stuff. If he wants to go, I'm not going to make him sign some 60-day deal to stay just in case he might start if Nacho busts his knee. I'm not going to ask that of him. He's done so much for this club. And anybody that says they paid you more, you do not – You first of all, like you said, how dare you? You did that, that money doesn't come out of your pocket. That's not what's going on here. I don't know why you're pocket watching when it's not affecting your own life. Second, 
anybody that knows business and sports, however much money Cavani is getting paid is a fraction of what PSG has made off of him, a, a baby-ass fraction. In, in Uruguay, they probably never heard of PSG ever in history. And that's the only reason you see a PSG jersey in Uruguay is because of that man right there. And regardless, that's more. That's that's international already. That's already something. They might have some kind of channel set up over there just because of him. The only reason they were having Real Madrid matches in Brazil in 2005 was because of Ronaldo being out there. That's the only reason they're showing that. They're like, we got to see this on that blurry-ass connection. There's a, that, that's something. That's more. That's, that's value because mm-hmm. investment towards the future. You never know. There might be five good Uruguayan players that go, I want to go to PSG because – I used to watch Cavani there. That's so much for the future. So there's so much of a curve, and it, the, the numbers are so skewed towards the club when it comes to how much he's been paid. So that's ridiculous. Like, that's a ridiculous statement. And like I said earlier, he deserves better than that. And I hope that, I hope that he goes and, and gets, gets to a club, maybe one of these Champions League teams that is looking for somebody in that middle, and he gets to do his thing. I, I can't even remember right now. It's been so long. Who the hell's left anymore? Yeah, Lord help me. Like they're saying, Barcelona might get him. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, go ahead, dog. I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be mad at him. I'm actually gonna like watch Barcelona. Like, hey, like, there you go. That'd be cool to see him run around. Also, watch, I want to see how much he hates everybody. <laughs> also, there's watch, watch it, boy. Watch it come out. Just be dusting swords everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he's swords are always supposed to be like younger and faster. Watch him start dusting swords. <laughs> also, another thing too uh, that this this guy didn't actually uh, mention is that when a team lets your contract get to the end that means they don't want you anymore yeah like his they would have renegotiated him yeah, a long time ago yeah his contract is running out in this this the, season they, they were don't want, gonna, they they don't want him anymore to the point where they don't want value off of somebody yeah. buying him they, they think were, about that yeah they were gonna let him go for free i so. mean it's it's like you know this you just saw what happened to rabio you're not stupid we all saw yeah. it. it literally happened in psg to a psg player yeah. Rabio purposely pushed that contract off so he can get so a free, free. Yeah. So like, so so that means a, so that means that the team doesn't want you, and that's not bad. That's no. just like, yeah, it's running out. Life, but yeah. still, yeah. So it's like, dog, like they let the contract PSG, run out. PSG's staff has made it evident that they are okay with moving, moving on a different direction. Yeah. I don't know why you and they're probably and honestly, maybe in their mind because they're a business. Mm-hmm. Who, who we have have sketchy money coming in? So a business with some sketchy ass, with some with some 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 uh, some. Uh, I'm not gonna say it in mind. I'm not gonna say that. Um, but some money that money's tied to some stuff that's not very good. They are telling this man out of what they probably feel like is the most respectful thing they can do, and go, look, man. We know we really want to move in a different direction, but just because you've done so much for us, if you do want to stay, here's two more months. To stay with Champions League, run. What is if you want a hoorah? That's probably what they thought. Like, here's a last hoorah, two month. That's it. Like, that's all we're gonna offer. We're not gonna give you three, four years. This is it. Other than that, then we're fine with you going for free. That's probably what they thought. Like, literally. And this dude is saying that he's supposed to take that. This well, sounds. This sounds to me like a, a deal they just lofted up there just for like decency aspect. Like, I no, like, well, just say we did some. <laughs> and honestly, who knows if they even offered him that contract? Yeah, who, who knows? It might be rumored it might be real. Yeah, they might have just been like, no, it's okay. We got Icardi. Like, we're, we'll be okay. We got Icardi. Yeah, you know, Cavani's, Cavani's management could be negotiating a two-month deal. It could be them. They could literally be like, we want two months just to like put that out there so it can put pressure on PSG to give them that. You don't want they want to do. You don't know. We don't. We, yeah. we, we really don't know. There's no official documents ever on this stuff. No, and honestly, yeah, it could have just been like, 
We don't know. We don't know how it's going down. Cardi and Chupo Moting, like we'll be okay. And Mbappe, like we'll be fine. I forgot Chupo's letter. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but I mean, obviously, like I love Cavani, but even if it wasn't Cavani, like if it was Messi in this situation, I'd be like, no, dude, like whatever. Messi, anybody, Ronaldo, even Ronaldo back then, like, nah, dude, like, do what you gotta do, man. He does so much already, like, nah, go go get yours. Yeah, I don't know how long we've been recording, I feel like it's been forever, but I I, I think we literally hit two hours. Just hit two hours? Yeah, because I set a timer up an hour ago, an hour into the show. (laughs) So, okay, so let's skip the NBA talk? Yeah, let's skip the NBA talk. (laughs) Okay. Damn near 8 (laughs) p.m. Anyway, episode 159, We Made It Podcast, Man, I mean, literally, like, how do we do this every week? Just come it's with literally like, the best show ever. I really don't care about telling me. Yeah, please show me the show better. Yeah, episode one fifty nine. We made a podcast. Holler.